From the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, this is Race Across America Radio, and we are here with two-time eight-man finisher Joe Marinucci. Back for uh, more punishment, huh? Yep, we're going back out on the road. What is it about eight-man that really draws you? It's the fun in the team itself, because when you do eight-man, you actually break your team of eight into two four-man teams. So it's going after each segment to see, you know, who can do more damage in terms of, you know, getting it done quicker, pushing harder. You know, the two teams are almost a race within the race. I think that's what makes eight man so much fun. So you really are competitive within your team. Well, you know that you were out for that training <laughs> ride with us yesterday. So. But even during Ram, you are. Oh, yeah. Every year we were. I mean, the first year we did it, we broke ourselves into... Uh, two teams and it just wound up being in the quote the a team and the b team and the a team was just the a team because you know that in and of itself is a moniker and the b team became known as the killer bees so it was always you know what did the killer bees do last night we wound up going all night and they wanted to see how fast were we going how much ground did we cover what was our average speed did we eat up some hills did we gain ground on the team in front of us you know that type of stuff but we did more climbing Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. There's always that. There's always that. Does that lead to any intra-team conflict or turmoil? We've never had any issues. I mean, I've only done this thing twice. And this will be the third time. And um, the first time I did it was with uh, this. Well, every time I've done it, it's been, the event's been curated with CEO challenges. And the first time I did it, I didn't know anybody else on the team. So it was... Oh, you didn't? I did not. It was effectively seven total strangers to me two guys knew each other but other than that there were no connections to anybody so that group of fellas came together in 2012 without ever having ridden together and i thought we had pretty amazing team chemistry for eight guys spending that much time together in close quarters well, when you think about it it's not eight people that you or seven people that you didn't know tech on the crew yeah i mean crew that- <laughs> That's probably the most important part of the whole thing. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you finished this thing before. You know how important your crew is. If you don't have a good crew, you're not going to make it. So how do you break the team up? I mean, how do you decide to pair people with each other? For one thing, are you looking for certain strengths and weaknesses to ride together as a team so that they kind of even each other out? And then uh, how long do you keep each team of four out? So... Previously, we've not put that much thought into it. The first year, we were all rookies, if you will, so we just kind of dove in. Uh, the second year we did it, we did put a little more thought into you know who's doing what, um, trying to set the climbers up so that they got the more difficult climbing stages. But, I mean, the race is so spread out across the country, it's kind of hard to figure what's going to happen along the way, and things change, right? So right now, what we're looking at is trying to keep the mix of skills on each team fairly equal so that each team has um, at least one guy who's a really strong climber, at least one guy who's really good at technical descending, and at least you know one guy that is really comfortable just sitting in that arrow position out there on the flats and just hammering away. And then you know I guess the rest of the chips will fall where they will once you kind of figure that stuff out. Now, CEO challenges. Let's get into a little bit of the personal dynamic. You've got a bunch of type A personalities out there, people that are used to running their own businesses. 
How do you have a crew chief come in and actually tell them what to do? So CEO challenges, that's Ted, and that's his job to figure that out. But uh, so he's got to manage me and my executive team because we're all C-level. So, you know, yes, you do deal with a lot of type A personalities. But I think in that, you know, in my business, um, we run a successful company and we have a pretty solid management philosophy. We run our business units semi-autonomously. We delegate we look for feedback from people. So even though we all are type A, we know that sometimes you have to listen and take advice from others and to be successful. So it's not just it's got to be this way or the highway. You know, we're all pretty reasonable folks. And Ted does a great job running CEO challenges and catering to us and kind of figuring out like what he actually has to do to keep us happy and motivated and content. And then Ted's also done a great job over the years of just putting his foot down and being like, look, enough you guys just got to do it this way that's it now i'm thinking this way or the highway it actually could be that because if you miss a turn you might end up on the highway yeah the first year we did the race we missed a turn (laughs) i was the one that actually missed the turn and i knew right away or very quickly that we had missed a turn because we wound up going straight on a road and it turned into dirt and we went not that far and we had the we had a cardo unit on and they were talking to me like i think we might have made a wrong turn and i was like yeah i think so we're on a dirt road now it doesn't seem right so do you handle this really like a corporation like you run a, a business because logistically eight person ram seems like it could be incredible to me it can be a lot of fun if it's planned accordingly it's um it's like John Wooden said, you know, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. You know, Ram in and of itself, I think if you're a soloist, a two or four or an eight man team, I think, you know, it's all in the preparation from your training to your crew to your nutrition to basically your, you know, what if plans when stuff goes wrong. Like if you're prepared for all that stuff, come race day, you're going to have a good race because you already, there's nothing that can be thrown at you that you're not going to be prepared for. But just even the little things, not having planned your nutrition properly and, you know, you're three days in and you're sitting in a van and you're looking for something to eat that you really would like to have that you've always had and it's not there. I mean, that can mentally mess with you when you're days into an event like that as opposed to you've got your food, you've got your music, you know, you've got everything you need. It's almost like, you know, the creature comforts of home have followed you out onto the highway, if you will. Now, you're racing... You were brought together by CEO Challenges this year, but your racing is Digital Media Solutions, your company, correct? That's correct. And how is that? Why do you see RAM as being so important to your company? I mean, all three of you are here. I mean, the three of you, the founders of the company. Yeah, so we have three guys on the executive team in the race. We have two of our strategic partners and then... um, couple of close friends and confidence also wanted to uh, to be on the team as well. Um, doing this type of stuff, it, it really fosters, um, well, I mean, we've talked about teamwork. It takes a team to complete RAM. So I think it will be a good experience for myself and the other team members of DMS to be out there on the road because it's going to get hard. It's going to get tough. There's going to be adversity and we're going to work through it. And it's not going to be in a business environment. It's going to be in a sporting environment. And that really helps, you know, build bonds between people. Plus, you know, you can't just be all about work. Um, You know, people inside the company see management doing stuff like this, raising money for charity, doing things that, you know, 
I mean, let's face it, this stuff isn't isn't that difficult. You have to train and you prepare for it. It's not impossible. But, you know, when you look at it from the outside looking in without knowing you know, exactly what goes into it, it does look really hard. So it does inspire people to do other things, you know, get out, do a 5K, maybe ride their bike for the first time in a couple of years. You know, it just sets the tone inside of the business like, hey, you know, we're going out there. We're going to do this. It's going to be hard. We've set some goals. We're going to raise some money, you know, and it inspires people to do other things. So we've always tried to do stuff like that inside of the business. So it's really a more personal thing for you, not so much advertising for your company. No, it is. It is personal for me. I think it's a great event. event. I've like you mentioned early on, you know, we've I've been out there twice before. This will be the third time. I really enjoy the camaraderie of getting out on the road with the team and just setting out to the task of crossing the country as fast as you can and just getting it done. So I did want to do it, and I did drag the other guys in. We were out on that training ride yesterday out around Boulder, and uh, the company COO, Fernando, turned to me you know, after his first uh, go out on the bike, and he's like, what have you gotten me into here? I'm like, it's going to be fun, man. You'll see. Once you get warmed up, you'll enjoy it. Now, you've mentioned charity a couple of times. Are you riding for a chararity to raise money? Yeah, we, we're riding with, uh, in partnership with St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It's a cause that's been, uh, been close to me for a number of years. I've done a number of different things. Well, anything I've done in the last couple of years, I've tried to do in partnership with them. A couple of years ago, I climbed McKinley in Alaska in partnership with them. Skied it, actually, too. Um, raised a dollar a foot for every foot we climbed. So that was, you know, 20,000, 328 was the uh, elevation of the mountain, and we surpassed that in dollars raised. Then this past January, I was down in Aconcagua in Argentina, and we raised the $22,700, which is dollar for every foot down there. And I'll keep climbing and keep raising dollars that way, but our goal for Race Across America was $100,000 for St. Jude's. So we're uh, pushing hard to get to that goal. You know, we're soliciting the clients, telling them it's a great cause. You know, we're going to get out there and suffer. They can throw a couple bucks our way to, you know, help support that great cause. So hopefully we get across the finish line in Annapolis as a team, and then we get our fundraising goal achieved as well. And how do you pitch that? Is it per mile? We just I mean, tell. There's we, so we, many miles. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many miles. I mean, there's three thousand miles. If you want to raise a hundred thousand dollars, you know, what are we going to tell people? We want to raise thirty-three dollars a mile. We just tell people we got a goal. It's a hundred thousand dollars. We really want you to pitch in, depending on you know who you are. You know, and you're you have a relationship with me. I might you know lever you up a little harder than just a general solicitation. But you know, we in our business in advertising because that's what we do we're a digital advertising agency this type of stuff is fairly common um everybody's pretty socially responsible they want to give back so it's really not that hard to raise dollars now i was looking at your crew yesterday really clicked well but uh big changes between the last ceo challenges and this year um do you feel there's been an improvement in the overall crew and that's not to put anybody down you know it's hard to say because we didn't have the race day crew out with us yesterday on that 240-something mile training ride. But, look, the crew yesterday did a great job. Um, it was the first time really working together as a crew with that team, so I thought I thought they did well. Um, when we get out to Oceanside, we'll be there a couple days early. I know we're going to have multiple team meetings. We'll be going over the rules team dynamics, how we need to do certain things. It will all come together. I have no doubt that it will come together. 
you know, I'm not a blamer and nobody inside of my organization is a blamer. And I don't believe that we're going to have any issues on the team. And, you know, we'll just come together as a family and we'll make it happen. Now, biggest challenge for you with Ram, logistics or riding? Logistics, you know, we got a lot of support in uh, in Ted at CEO Challenges helping curate the event for us because he's done this before. So logistically, although there are some challenges, Ted is shouldering the burden for most of that. You know, I have some support staff inside of the company that are helping out as well. But for the most part, Ted has taken most of that burden off of our shoulders. Um, so I think... You know, we're more concerned as a team about training and riding. We're getting very close to the race now, so training's almost done. You know, we'll just try to top it off here over the next week or two and then taper into the race, and then we'll go do it. So, you know, for us, I think more it's, it's been more the training than the, uh, than the logistics. But I will say this. We did do a couple of events leading up to Ram. Uh, last fall, we went up to South Carolina as a team and rode with George Hincappy uh, for a couple of days, and then we were down in Arizona Back in March at Miraval, we did Mount Lemmon, and we did a number of team rides down there. And then we just did this ride up here in Boulder with the team. So logistically, just planning and getting everybody's travel coordinated around those training camps, that in and of itself is a bit of a challenge to get that many people in one place at one time, bikes, everything else. So, you know, it hasn't been easy, but it's not been hard because we've had a lot of help. You know, the training's been more of the, uh, more of the focus. Goals for the team. So fastest team across the country to start, um, set the CEO challenge record, and then uh, we'd like to go after the fastest, or we will be going after the fastest crossing record. We don't, we wouldn't like to. We will be going after that record. Personal goals? Just be able to hold it together <laughs> the whole <laughs> way through and go hard. What's been the hardest uh, section of RAM for you in the past? Oh, man, this is my... This is my favorite Ram story to tell. In 2013, we had our bus break down in Arizona in uh, in the desert, overheated. We blew uh, some sort of hose coming off the radiator. And it was a specialized hose, and the bus company couldn't get it to us for hours. Like It was a long time before we were going to get this part. And we had two different teams. And in 2013, I was actually riding on the A team, and the B team was kind of the less experienced team. We had more green riders on that team. And the issue that we had come up with or we had then encountered was our bus was broken down, and the team was getting further and further away from us. And they had already been out on the road now. By the time this had all gone down, they had been on the road 14 hours, and these guys were effectively cooked. So we had to get them out. We were under the impression the bus was going to get fixed faster than it did. So what we chose to do is we used our follow car. We had to come back, grab two riders, myself, um, another guy by the name of uh, Jeff. Jeff, I uh, can't remember Jeff's last name. but So it was Jeff and myself. We looped up to the, to the sprinter van. We took the team off the road, and then Jeff and I set out riding most of the Arizona stage on our own, the uh, – Yarnell climb, everything else down into Sedona, Oak Creek. We thought we would come out a lot quicker than we did. We wound up doing 300 miles effectively as a two-man team in Arizona. Look, I know that the soloists do the whole thing by themselves, so I'm not looking to take anything away from them. I'm just saying two guys on an eight-man team that had just ridden for a long time were woken up in the middle of the night and sent out to go replace the other four-man crew and wound up doing a 300-mile segment on their own in the heat. So by the time that was all said and done, we were done. 
So personally for me, Arizona will will bear a special place in my uh, in my Ram heart. So that segment, the entirety of Arizona. Favorite part of the course, the part you really look forward to each year? Southern Colorado. Love Southern Colorado. Not the finish line. Finish line's pretty great too. Oh, okay. We've we've, oh, we've jumped into the bay every year there, but I always love Southern Colorado. We have a family home in Colorado. We spend about half our time here, so you know when we get into Colorado, I almost feel like I'm home for that section of the race, and we get to cross Southern Colorado, and then after you crest uh, that last pass, Kuchara Pass, it's that long downhill into Kansas, which is so much fun. Now, you've got your goals. Have they been communicated well to everyone else on the team so that you're all on the same page? The team is on the same page. Everybody's ready to go hard. I think you saw some of that yesterday. I did. We got some young kids that want to go hard, that's for sure. <laughs> what is your age dynamic? Uh, I'm trying to think. So the oldest guy on the team is probably, well, is my friend Dave Nottley, who's an executive here in Boulder at Crispin Porter. Dave's 50. I would be the uh, second oldest at 42, and then from there it's a it's a mixed bag. Everybody's in their 30s under that. So, you know, we're not we don't really have uh, we don't really have that much of a a spread in terms of our age. So maybe 30 to 50. We all get along really well. We all uh, we've all been around each other for some time now. We've done a bunch of training rides together, so we'll be fine. Some of the standout athletes on your team. Uh, Luke Tudenham and Andrew Callie. Andrew, uh, I've known Andrew for over 10 years. We met in New York City racing for a triathlon team called Full Throttle Endurance. And Andrew became a very elite athlete inside of that team. He's won a number of races as the top amateur, including uh, the New York City Triathlon. He's represented the United States many times, the ITU World Championship. He actually recovered from stage three colon cancer, um, not 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 even two years ago and when we started doing our rides this past fall when he came to think cappy camp that was really his first serious riding that he had done since he beat cancer so you know andrew's all the way back now he's very very strong good to see a young guy like that he's now in his early 30s come back from you know cancer he's all the way back and then some he's he's almost he's lighter he's faster he's stronger it's amazing what he's done so andrew's a special athlete Luke Tudenham, he's um, an Australian uh, by birth, but now a U.S. citizen. He's also another amazing athlete, very fast, great swimmer, great runner, extraordinary biker, big heart, very fit. Um, We had another one of our riders pull a calf or tear his calf muscle three weeks ago, so we had to uh, sub in another rider, a friend of Luke and mine, who's also an Aussie. His name's David Bentley. Dave is a phenomenal athlete phenomenal biker he's been training really hard for this he knows how important this is to the team he's been sleeping in a um an altitude 10 he's been riding his compu trainer in a sauna so he he really wants to impress the team so we've got some pretty special athletes and you know i'm just humbled to be able to ride with these guys you know i thought you know over the years i thought i've been a pretty good athlete but we've got some guys around that are strong athletes and then you know fernando borghese the company coo when we showed up this is pretty funny. We show up to the Hincapi camp. Fernando had never clipped into a bike before. So big George Hincapi's, 
you know, lining up with us there in front of his hotel, getting ready to go out and do that ride, turns to Fernando and he's like, you ready? Fernando's like, I don't know. I've never clipped into a bike before. This is my first time doing this. And George is like, okay, this will be interesting. Fernando's come a long way since that, uh, those October days in uh, South Carolina last fall. I mean, you rode with him last night with us. You saw how strong he is now. He was a collegiate rower. So, you know, big motor, um, big lactate threshold used to pain. He's just taking it from the boat to the bike now. Sounds like you guys are very prepared and excited for the race. We're looking forward to it. We really are. Uh, when are you going to be out in Oceanside? I think the, t- the entirety of the team gets in uh, Thursday. All right. I will be in Durango by Thursday, but I look forward to seeing you in Annapolis. And we'll see you there as well. And shortly after we see you, we'll be in the Bay. Awesome. Thanks very much, Joe Marinucci of Team Digital Media Solutions. CEO Challenges. You've been listening to Ram Radio at the Over the Top Studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.